You are listening to the Claim the Throne Blodgecast. I'm your host, Ash, and with me as always is my friend, Cabba. How you going, Cabba? Bloody well, mate. It's great to be here for session number 69 of the Claim the Throne Blodgecast. And what, uh, what better occasion than to have something a bit different? <laughs> How are you feeling? I'm chilled as fuck. I'm pretty good, Father Capriotti. You sound a bit creepy at the moment. I'm having a blast. Having a bloody good morning. It's a sad day in sunny Perth, Australia. And uh, kicking back with a nice brew and chilling to the tunes of Talk Talk. Tell me about this band, Largy. I mentioned this band a couple of episodes ago. It's my album of the week on the Matt Boudreau podcast. Mm. It's called Spirit of Eden by the band Talk Talk. And it popped up in an audiobook I was listening to this guy called Phil Brown, who recorded... Browntown. Yeah, Browntown. He was the engineer and the producer on this album. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty smooth. Pretty cool. I was showing Cabba before and he said, why aren't we talking about this? So Here we are talking about it. What do you think? I'm fucking loving it and I've never, ever heard of him before, apart from uh, you previous episodes, but we'll definitely chuck this in the background of my life, which is going to be good. <laughs> or, already probably sounds more enjoyable than even Pink Floyd. Oh, you reckon? Yeah. It's just Why different, I guess, not? right? Something A little new. bit, yeah. Just, just sounds really solid, really chilled. Love to kick my shoes off, my thongs off, take my jocks off, <laughs> and uh, listen the fuck out of it, so. The thing that got me on this, obviously, was the audiobook. I sort of stopped it, pressed pause, listened to the album, heard what he was talking about, went, hmm, this is pretty interesting. But in that book, he's so intent, like, oh, I was in the worst recording venue possible and everything was going wrong. Thank God I had my SM57, <laughs> Neumann, U87, and I AKG. I materials. Pretty sure much. Thing. The thing is, on our new album, and even on our last one, we used a Shaw Beta 57 on Fortune Flame and an SM57 on the new album, which none of you have heard yet, sucked in. And this sounds completely different drum-wise, so it just goes to show you that gear doesn't matter. It's how you use it. Bloody beautiful. Bloody beautiful, mate. What are we doing today, Cabo? What is this? Oh, so, um... Just myself and me, mate, Ash, are going to take turns of playing our song for song. So this is our Ash's recommendation, Talk Talk, which I'm all for, by the way. Loving it. I know about you guys out there, and uh, I'll put on something next, and then we'll just go back and forth. You know how all your annoying mates out there always make you listen to songs on YouTube, and they say, listen to this, listen to this. It's really fucking annoying, so we're going um, to show you how it should be done. Pick some cool tunes and listen to them back and forth. It, this, to me, sounds, I don't know, like, you know, you get your sort of doomy, sort of shoegazy bands these days. This sounds like it would be a pretty big influence for that sort of stuff, even if it's Alcest or those bands. Well, he said in the book, Phil Brown, that he gets more requests for bands to record off this album than anything else he's done. And he's worked with Bob Marley, Jimi Hendrix, um, wow. Steve Winwood, Robert Palmer, um, Dido, 
Mrs. All, all these Mrs. Palmer and her five grandsons. <laughs> <laughs> all sorts of things. So, pretty interesting. And it, it's not entirely true that I first heard of this through his audiobook. It was actually that other podcast I mentioned a few weeks ago called um, Crapped On About It For A Bit. Weathervane podcast. Okay. And they mentioned the Phil Brown book and Talk Talk. And I went, oh, listen to it. Then that got me into the Phil Brown book. And then the rest yep. is... The rest is Michael Jackson history. So, <laughs> anyway, this is the perfect start to the the podge. Very chill. You have to let me know when the song's over. Who cares, man? Are we listening to a whole song? We don't have to, no. No, I just reckon. Just jump in and out. Yeah, just is it my in. turn then? I reckon. But what we'll do is we'll search in a new window so it doesn't cut this one out. Fucking Mr. DJ, turn Put that a shit up. On. <laughs> Go for it, mate. Harmonica. Feel it, people. You know what? I don't think it is harmonica. I actually think it's bowed electric guitar. With the bow, like Jimmy Page used to do for Led Zeppelin. Okay. What are you putting on? <laughs> Whenever you're ready. That song's introduced. No, no, it's begin. It's a, it's a bit of a guessing game. We'll give you... A, 10 seconds to guess the band. Welcome to the Claim Throne Quiz Podcast. So I'll fade this one out like this. Listen to you. I'll press pause on it. It'll be as if we never did that. And then I'll press play. Oh, we're getting a bit heavier now. Into the new metal scene. Here's a band who, um, the first band that I was in remained in my space. Uh, I was in a... A new metal band called the Kombucha Mushroom People. That was my first band. And we got that crazy-ass name from a band called System of a Down. And in their self-titled album, we got that from the song Sugar. Track three from the classic self-titled album, System of a Down. And uh, this is I don't know, one of their songs later in the album called Can Darts. I draw your attention to something? Bring it on. So we're looking at the waveform of the audio recording at the moment. Yeah. As you'll notice, talk, talk, nice big spiky waves, oh, right? Yeah, right. System of a down, like a sausage. So what does that tell us? Does that, that mean it's just consistently rah, rah, rah? That means that the entirety of it, most likely the mastering, is um, heavily compressed. And and that explains why there was such big, massive... Look at these volume variations in Talk Talk from high to low. All of this has had quieter bits, but it's still just one thick waveform. Cool. Ever seen that shit before? I haven't, man. When I was doing because, broadcasting... Uh, like if I do demos, which is about the, as far as my recording experience goes, my waveforms are fucking peaking out constantly to the max. But, but the idea with that is... Is that this is? I don't. I can't quite read these meters too well. But look at it at negative three, pretty much peaking constantly. Mm -hmm. There's a slight bit of dynamics. This is yeah. This is really interesting to me, and no one else gives a fuck about it. But if we zoom in a little bit on this wave, I take it we're not filming the screen. No. If we wanted to, we could do it with quick time. We just realised. Yeah. See, there's still there's still variation in it, oh, yeah. but as a general thing, if you notice, the talk talk 
whatever. What is that guitar playing? That sounds like it's out of a 15 watt drive amp. That's stunning, hey? Anished, uh, let's go, motherfucker. So why did yeah, you like cool. some of the down? Was it the uh, cool Man, thing, I or? still love this particular album. It's about to finish, by the way, so you're up next. Okay. Just way different, man. And I think any band that has um, a sound that you know exactly who it is when you hear it is a good sign, you know? It's really, yeah. really unique and... Whether that's the vocal or whether it's the, gu- the guitar style or whatever, you can just tell straight away. Mm. Always for that sort of thing. I think at the time, though, because when I was first getting into metal, it was all new metal. It was all Slipknot and Soulfly and whatever else was going on. And it was all just... Rah, rah, rah. So to hear someone like Serge Tankian doing some sort of spastic-ass vocals like that mm. just really stood out. And um, and it was still really heavy and intense and uh, and legit, so... Still gets ten thumbs up from Cabba. Yeah, I Not like. I have the ten album. thumbs. I'd never heard any of the self-titled album until I jammed with a guy called Brant Ward on drums, and um, yeah, they were saying, "Hey, can you play Spiders on your guitar?" I'm like, "What? I hate Spiders. I'm scared of them." <laughs> and then, yeah, I I knew Chop Suey, and that was it. And then, well, that's the thing. Then Toxicity came out a few years later, and every cunt on earth was a was the uh, the biggest. System of a Down fan that you would ever meet. Yeah. Which is slightly frustrating. Um, DJ Ash just realised that the song I put on has been playing the whole time, but because I turned the volume down, Shit, it didn't Bring work. it back. Let's crank it. Bring it back, that old New York rap. What's that off? I don't know. But is this rap? No. What in the fuck? It's a band that I'm not particularly into, but I'm putting it on because I listened to it the other day. And... Uh, additionally to what I was talking about in the last podcast, the drumming in the early 90s is just different. Yeah. So Cannibal was a lot about blasting and grooving. And then oh, the yes. side, how... Okay, blasting, sure. Let's listen to some double kicks in Who's this Who's drumming band. on this album? Who is the Deicide drummer, by the way? I wouldn't be able to tell you. Yes. And no idea. Let's oh, look it up. that for a guitar tone too? Incredible. If we could screen capture this, you'd see us both <laughs> just like bobbing our heads right now. Pretty much moshing. I'm, I also am not a huge Deicide fan, but um, there's a few albums that particularly take me back. And actually, the newer Deicide is a lot more technical and particularly awesome guitaring in that, which they never really had in the past, I think. But if you compare this to similar stuff like even Six Feet Under, which is utter horse shit, or Malevolent Creation, which is awesome, I guess, but um, this this stuff does, does stand out. It's pretty it cool, man. I never really... like. I know these songs and everything, but I never just got into it. Yeah. It's pretty cool, man. Oh, it's fucking awesome. But there is the potential that their bass player and vocalist is a cunt. But the drummer, Steve Ashheim, who is that? And has he been in other bands? Let's follow this Wikipedia link and find out. We're about to tell you who the Deicide drummer is. Bank Incident. Bank Incident? He went (laughs) on the 25th of January 2007, making a trip to whatever, Austria. Austria. 
to make a deposit from Deerside merchandise, he was arrested on suspicion of connection with a recent bank robbery. Wow. Staff were perplexed by his appearance and attire, obviously death metal, as well as the fact he was handling money marked in red dye. Mm, Detained by police in the local station, he explained the banknotes were legitimate proceeds from touring and then he had a leaky pen in his pocket. I spent six months with the leaky pen, <laughs> which was responsible for the money's discoloration. He was released without further charge. No shit. Come on. Why is that on Wikipedia? It sounds like an open and closed case, really. Yeah, I don't know. Am I reading this right from 1987 till present? 87 they started up. This is when death metal was starting, the late 80s. Earlier, man. Like Who's the you, first death metal band? They reckon Possessed yeah. with Who's Kevin they? Churches. They, just um, yeah. that book the I read. of death metal. Choosing Death. Wow. Do you, have you ever read that? I haven't, man. I no. found it I've when I was moving the house the other day. Ah, fuck that shit. I bought that too, didn't read it, hated it. I well, loved it, actually. Not looking forward to the movie, though, I'll tell you that much. Whatever. Yeah. Um, oh, those squeals. Uh, that doesn't happen anymore. What's up? Uh, pause that shit. I'll put something fucking wild. Cool. What's good about this as well is that we can, I don't expect that. Something that we can fall back on is the fact that there's music going in this podcast. So we can just listen yeah, to it. Yeah, if you get bored of listening to us, just listen what to What is that face? Um, yeah. Is that a tear shirt? Interesting. Bloodletting upon the cloven hoof. By Goat Whore. I was excited when Goat Hawk came out. I actually hated the band name. Just still do. It's a fucking shit name. But uh, I love the sound of it. Really um, like that sort of late 90s, Swedish, groovy, rocky sound, like in terms of Dismember, but extreme. And, uh, you know, a bit of Pantera influence perhaps, but extreme as fuck. A bit of black metal influence, I guess. You ever hear the band Silent Green? Yeah, uh, not for many, many years, but yeah. I always used to confuse them with Goat Hall. Really? Because I think Goat Hall had a green album cover, and Silent really? Green had the word green in their title. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty meant. Um, yeah, I don't know what the hell made me think of even putting this on. But don't you like being able to relax, and we know everyone oh, can hear the music? Fuck yeah. Take a step back, take your thongs off, pull your fall back. Before when you said um, it's something that I'm all for, and I'm like, yeah, Kaba <laughs> is all for. Right. Pretty much, my whole body is a force girl. All for. Can I take my shoes off? Oh please, man. Can I just lean back and enjoy the I'm melodies? I'm upset that you've put shoes on at all this morning. I feel like I want to change the Goat Horse song because there's a couple of different I won't. But anyway, the, the album Funeral Dirge is a fucking ripper. Uh, the new stuff's okay as well. doesn't really blend my dick off like, like the other stuff did. It was super um, original at the time. They sort of came out the time that Black Dahlia Murder did. And I was all for Black Dahlia Murder as well. Um, it was that album Unhallowed. Oh yeah, because um, you know the, the Swedish melodic death, death was a big thing at the time, 
and then all of a sudden the rest of the world started doing that sort of melodic riffing, um, which is fucking sick. And I think Black Dahlia really pulled it off, and a lot of the other bands were becoming like deathcore or metalcore and really sort of new metal cross with Swedish tryhard like the new In Flames. But Black Dahlia really pulled it off, and um, anyway, at the same time, Goat Hall Funeral Dirge came out, and that was a fucking ripper. I remember appearing on Critical Mass, hosted by uh, Glenn Dyson and Nick Ben. Nick was in there at that time. And um, I asked Dyson if he liked uh, Black Dahlia Murder, and he said, yeah, it's cool that someone's doing something like... All I remember is he said, like, Dissection. Mm. And so I thought Dissection were like... Because back then I didn't listen to Dissection, and now, since... Then, which was quite a few years ago now, 2005 maybe. Mm. Really loved our section, man. Um, That's why we're friends. The only reason. Speaking of my favourite albums ever. Thanks for putting this one on, Largy. Offspring no Smash. What a fucking ripper. Did you ever listen to Session? I did, yeah. But I think it's cool for what it is, but um, I don't know. Smash is just the ultimate in terms of... Um, we talked about that the, the most that I like, you know? high-selling indie album of all time. Yeah, 13 man. million or something. So what's the label? Remind me. Epitaph. Epitaph. So not, Smash is... Not Earache. Smash made Epitaph, basically. Is that the guy? Yeah. Well, yeah. Bad Religion made Epitaph, I think. Mm, really? What's this? See, Bad Religion, I mean, you know, for what it is, punk, whatever, but I don't know, man. I just like the fast, sort of punky stuff, like, like Offspring, while Smash album only. Peter Vick's name in the ombre ain't too bad. Oh, at yeah. times. Has yeah. its moments. Yeah! We're on a purge. It's on our podcast, yeah. <laughs> Time to hit the road. <laughs> Pick up your swag and let's go. <laughs> Can I put another punk song after this? Please no. do. I know exactly what it is yeah. already. All right, you search it for me. Probably the only punk band to ever use seven string guitars. Do they really? Yeah. I love stories like this where Offspring were just a local band, got signed to some indie label and sold 13 million copies. This album doesn't sound particularly great, but. I don't give a fuck. Alright oh, man, it's just another one of those things that really gets you hyped up and... This you know, sounds like Johnny it's, Cash, it's not this pop. section. Yeah, it does. The bass. Yeah. Bluesy. Um, man, I don't know, but it, it, it sounds dark, you know? Like a lot of punk sound is poppy and fucking shit. Mm. Oh, how's that for a drum beat and just vocal? 
Mm. Get out of town, hey? That is really good. I can't wait. To I would say this would be the only punk album to make my top ten albums ever. Offspring Smash, easy. It was a Possibly huge influence on me. I love Noodles' riffs as well. <laughs> <laughs> Until he joined the Americana album. Looks like a fucking tool. Why? All right. This is for me. Oh, speaking of fast punk, bring it on. God damn, Kevin. Yeah. And again, a band that I don't like all of their albums, but um, the Full Circle album is just non-stop, fast as fuck, and all the lyrics about making the most of time. Which, to me, is just perfect for the music because it's just fast as shit. The whole album, just constantly fast. Don't fuck around. Achieve what you want out of your life. Go ahead and try. Kiss your ass goodbye. <laughs> You're never going to know if you don't try. You can try hard. So, if you need some amping up in your life, Pennywise Full Circle is the fucking way to go. Couldn't recommend it high enough. Yeah, I never listen to much Pennywise. How's the riffage? It's so fast, man. Where is Owen? Oh, he, we're expecting a call. He's working on the farm. Go ahead and try. Kiss your ass goodbye. <laughs> Definitely need another beer. Should I grab one? Do, yeah. Are you doing a... you need to do a wee-wee? I don't, but I'll start the next song if you're not here. Okay. If anyone doesn't know, me and Ash have been smashing podcasts out all morning in Perth, uh, even though they only come out once a week. We've done a, a bunch in a day. It's 1pm on a Saturday. We've had a fucking blast this morning. Uh, listen to heaps of music and the idea was just to, I don't know, we sit and, and get each other into songs as it is anyway. We're like, have you heard this? If not, here it is. So why not, why not kiss your ass goodbye and give it a shot? But yeah, I don't know, the, the right hand guitaring of, of this Pennywise album is just ruthless, non-stop. And sometimes it's the right hand that, uh, that really makes the call. And it's the oh. ride, the right hand. Did you hear the fourth tom? I did. In there, skank beat, fourth tom. And that's amazing because the drum beats in this shit is the same as what I'm probably going to play soon, but from Swedish melodic thrash. Same drum beats. Yeah, but it's all what from the hardcore. Fuck? Oh, love it. Yeah, open that shit up. We're just smashing beers. Don't want to mind us. Next one. Last punk song for the day, surely. But we'll see how we go That's here. what you think. <laughs> Hopefully it's the whole album. Oh, cheers. Cheers, mate. Open that up. Crack that beer. Smash that fucking whip. And don't change the locks. This is some sort of an album cover, by the way. How is that? <laughs> the bit in the middle where he's like, Mom! Ah! <laughs> <laughs> Screaming, what a bunch of funny fucks friends are on. Um, I remember listening to this in Harvey in, when I was Who goes to Harvey, eh? Hey? Find, I mean, I always say it's just about punk, like, but, but I guess in general you have bands that you really love, but it's only one album that really 
captures you, you know, as so opposed you... to others. I mean, even we were talking about Smashing Pumpkins on the, the last episode and me, I don't know, melancholy, infinite sadness. <laughs> ah, fuck yeah, Frenzel. Melancholy <laughs> for Smashing Pumpkins is the only one I really care about. Pennywise, full circle, so I really care about. Friends will meet the family is definitely what I really care about. Yeah, is me too, Is that a normal too, thing, or do I need to spend more time going through the catalog? Um, hey. Um, don't know, hey. man. Hey. I think, I think you're right. Like, The Haunted, for instance. I only liked the first album. Didn't really dig it after that. Oh, cool. You're about to be, um... Oh, you're going to change your, your pick? Words. I have to. Yeah. Oh... Oh, yeah, well, I know this song, of course. Oh, shit. That's, that's not that. Good fucking computing you know this song? there. Yeah, dude. This has been a podge before, I think. Earache but how can you love Haunted debut album and not love this song? That drum beat could be on Meet the Family. Could it not? What about All in the Family? Ah! <laughs> it's such good oh. riffing. I love that you've moved this from punk to like thrashier. Well, I don't know. Like it's it's not always about the genre that you like. It's the style of music and whether that is punk like Meet the Family or thrash like Wanted Maybe Do It. Same shit, just different style of vocals. It is so awesome. Like it wakes you up to live life. Oh, victim iced. Oh, I can't wait. I don't care if we're podcasting or not. I just want us to uh, play songs to each other. So you're going to take my haunted victimized, and you're probably going to trump it. No, no, no way. You're going to Donald the fuck out of it. You remember when I w- used to wear this T-shirt everywhere? I do, yeah. Yeah. I miss those guys. <laughs> If anyone's wondering what a guitar riff is, at the change of um, change of pace at the end of this little fucking quote-unquote bridge, I love how it drops down. You know, "Swallow the Sun." Um, what's that awesome song about London? Uh, yeah, whatever it's called. Something Lights about of London, walking something of the London. streets of London. As if I care, Firefox. That'll be all over the podge, by the way. It's all weird. Little quick fucking quick fire solo. Yeah, I don't know. It's because At The Gates didn't exist anymore, so you moved to this. And, by the way, drums, no guitar. Oh, yeah, I thought that was about to happen. Maybe that's because every haunted song sounds the same. <laughs> Nonetheless, love it. Really cool song, man. These fast tempos just... Yeah, Cabot's been writing a lot of this stuff and I'm encouraging him to write a whole, I say EP, four songs. He's like, oh, I'll write an album in a fucking week if I want to. I'm an album guy, but EPs have their place if I wanted to find band members. That's the way to do it, I guess. But but I think an EP is good because then you can just record it quite easily instead of a full album. Why? Sorry about this, guys. Oh, yes. E. 
Fuck oath. We're lucky enough to play with this band, and who would have thought we'd ever have that? You know how many bands I've played with that I like? How many? Since being in Homefro? None. Well, Cradle of Filth, Flesh God Apocalypse, Skeptic Flesh, Moon Sorrow. That's a good list. Um, Control. Technically, if we can be silly, Cannibal Corpse. All the bands basically on um, 70,000 Arch Enemy. Arch Enemy. Oh, that's in real. We've played with them twice. Suffocation. So many bands, man. This bit? Oh. What a change. This is Goat Whore. Pretty much. Fucking black metal groove. Hilarious. This is why I love metal, hey. The amount of things you can do to it. Out of control. Playing the throne bit. Alright, he's here. Oh, that's Tom City. What do you think of the drum sound on this album? Pretty abysmal. So, we were saying only before about... Um, the Brave Returning? About the Brave Returning and bands that will purposely try to make it sound. It a shit for this be one of those? Mm, no. I think what happens is that a band that sounds like this in 1994 can't get a major record deal, so someone gives them enough money to make an album that sounds this good. And so from there on in, people are like, oh, the sound of like symphonic black metal is um, lo-fi. But it's not. It's they're trying to do the best with what they've got. And, oh, God, I can't believe this. Anyway, and, and it's the same with a lot of bands, like Burzum, Black Metal in the early 80s. Not Burzum, what's the first one? Uh, Bathory. Bathory. So Bathory, right? Oh, that's Pretty good. Again, Danny Phil having that unique style of thing for the time. Yeah. You hear a Cradle song, you know exactly. Exactly. So, yeah, um... Sorry, Bathory back in the 80s. He only had a four track and they were real shit at recording. They didn't, they weren't engineers. Oh, and uh, the blast, Nick Barker. So good when everyone was listening to big time. Uh, up there with my top five drummers, easily up there with Ellenson. Ellenson's in there. I prefer Nick Barker, I'll be honest. Okay, I love his stuff, but yeah, him. Nick Barker, Adrian Ellison, I love George Collius from Nile, mm. um, but more Annihilation, that was such a great album, and um, Danny Carey from Tool, Brown Dahlia from Mastodon, can pretty much round out my list today. He's just such an awesome drummer, man. Just solid, or, I mean, is there anything? Interesting feels. Yeah, okay. Interesting feels. His feels go for about three weeks, mm. and they're so fucking, so fucking good. Face it up. I love repeating the intros again, eh? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, with lo-fi, I think people try sometimes to sound lo-fi or retro when really, like, those albums, honestly, in a lot of cases, besides the tape machine, they're recorded with the same gear. Literally down to the amps and stuff. Oh, you I'm are looking up some, some serious some shit. That's cool. Dude, you can do whatever you want. I'm tempted to just go to like all not metal. Me too. Can't wait to do that. 
coins to fuck everyone up. But it'd be good to see the contrast of um alien. Day and age. Cradler filter this thing with it like A B C D. <laughs> A B C D. Would you ever tell people that we're black hole influence? Uh, if they asked me personally, I'd say I was. But then they'd say who, and I'd say Despo Omega, yeah. and they'd tell me you're pretty cool. See, this shit's a bit sort of stonery, a bit trippy in that. But um, when they get to their choruses, or there's certain parts where they have these chords that that uh, really strike me. A lot of playing the throne, try hard bits where you want to pretend we're like that, when we're not. I get Despo inspired. Dirty vocals, which I love. And what is that guitar tone? Hey, sounds like a bumblebee crapped in a speaker. That's Bell Omega and the yeah the album C Monumentum fucking something. Spiritum. Another one of these bands where this this album jumps out at me. A lot of their most well, a lot of their albums don't really connect with me so much, but this one, fucking ripper. You and me were listening to this during Triumph and Beyond era, and you can tell if, if well. If Barely. you happen to be into <laughs> dirty ass black metal as well as piss poor folk death and one of worship, then maybe you'll notice the um, correlation. I'll point out the chord when it happens anyway. Dirty. So I'm just good, pitching man. the vocalist thing in a swamp covered in mud, eh? That's so awesome. How's it beer going down? Real good, man. Having a good day? <laughs> Am I ever? All power chords. Is that a concern? <sighs> if... It's ruthless, huh? Non-stop. Sorry, I'll answer your question with a song. Oh, good, good, good. Yes! He's going for a treat out there. Luckily for me, I can see the computer screen. I know what's coming up. If you were a DJ, what would your name be? DJ Cunt. Oh, this. That is, for me, the introduction of melodic extreme metal. That's what people don't get, is you can do guitar leads over screaming and it sounds extremely melodic. And when I listen to our new album, for instance, some of the most nice bits have like Jim's ruthless... (laughs) Did I ever tell you what Tonebone was doing at the King gig in Sydney? Uh, I don't think so. (laughs) Oh, maybe you did. He was like, between songs, he was like, thank you, like whispering and stuff. And he's like, how's it going? Yeah, a guy from a fucking porn grind band who takes the piss between every 20-second song. It's hard to imagine him in a serious black band. He was so funny, man. If you want to cut this song short, you're welcome to. I just wanted to get to that chorus because that is what gives me ultimate erection. I don't care, man. Let's listen. I love this album too, so it doesn't bother me. It's not like we're listening to... um, Fuck, what's that band? Cake. 
bare naked ladies. Crazy town. Who knows? I can't think of it. Beep loop. Living in bubbles. Just Ace. Shower. Yeah. Uh, I, want, I want to see how long the song Just Ace is. Figure out how long my showers are. See, I... I'm good friends with you, but I don't know when you're joking and when you're not. And just when I think that that's I a I thought joke, it was a minute 47. Isn't. We'll see how long it is. A minute 46. So close, so close. So that's what I do. In the shower, I sing Just Ace twice and I've had... Can you do math? Three uh, minutes 30? Yeah. Three minutes 30 shower. We don't Basically, have to play Just Ace to no, on this. God no, God no. We'll play a different Green Spoon song. If you're interested, search it, but don't do it. Yeah, don't do it. You know the song Pressure Unless test. you want to pretend that, you know, Ash in the Shower. Yeah, I do. Of course I do. Yeah, yeah. Good a Champion and Repeat. They're the good songs from the album. Yeah, and Pedestrian and Pressure Tested, strike. 1984. We could go on for ages. Pedestrian Boundary. It's not too bad. Would you put God to be Living in your top 20 albums ever? Probably not, but I did get it for my 14th birthday. Nice hit. <laughs> yeah, only kids listen to black metal. Oh, how's this for a fucking riff for a chorus? Isn't that melodic, but brutal? I'm telling you, man. Unheard of, that style of uh, no, I've heard it before. melodicness. Definitely spell and make it. Oh, that is good. That distortion, though, what is that? Oh. Welcome, kids, to my fucking life. Welcome to uh, the top album ever. This would be in my top five albums. Drummer, ever. singer? Oh, fucking hell. Just when you think Louis Rando is the only drummer, singer on earth, along comes Manigam from Sweden. With this. Yeah, and since this album, they've lost the plot, but. Yeah! So ruthless. Pronounce A as. Ah! Yeah, if you're after good metal, especially good Viking metal that is extreme, this is the way to go. Managam, the album Habits Varga. <laughs> yeah. Ah, oh, this is a ripper. I was listening to this in Tasmania. Ah! Oh, non stop, hey. You listen to this in Tasmania. Perfect scenery. Oh, Amazing. Ah! <laughs> so where he goes. Oh. Ah. Oh. About to come up. Ah. Oh, and then the um the drum change. Yeah. Oh. This is what makes metal drumming great. Whilst he's singing, ready? What's that beat called? It's just a normal beat or a slow skank beat. What a groove. Oh. If this How's doesn't recording? reach Do you reckon Cabba, that, I reckon they would have just done this shit live. It sounds like they've barely tried to do this album. They've barely pied. Um, they've barely let's pied. Put some samples in here. It's P-Day. Oh, there's the piano. Chuck it in. Piano. Piano. Oh, it's so good, man. This, this sounds like an album that I wish we wrote. <laughs> I don't know, like, maybe whoever the main musos were were probably trying to write the Throne songs. 
and then realised that it was easier just to do something like this and make it on a roll. And it was done. Man, if we wrote an album this good, hold on, is Jessie in the band? Oh, she is. Oh, there she is. with the black metal theme. <laughs> the band that got me into music in general. <laughs> Cake. Macy's Playground. Oh, sorry. Macy's Playground also would be on the list. Probably in my top one. Cool drum sound, man. Fake or real? Definitely real. We know of an ancient radiation. So where the fuck does this come from in the world of Kaba? I just like that it sounds dark. Alternative or rock or metal or whatever, it just has that minor dark sound. So, if you're still with us, you are going the distance, and this is cake. Yeah, although it's not the song you may, it's you, also not the song by Avalanche's Frank Sinatra. <laughs> if you do uh, enjoy the song, there is a likelihood that you'll be wearing a short skirt and a long jacket. Beyond your flowers of flaming truth, beyond your latest. So what do you like about Cake Cabba? I already told you. It's a darkness. Okay, but, uh, but I, don't I know. mean like for real. Like you Again, still it's listen unique. to Cake? Like you hear it, you know who it is. It's got that nasally voice it? that isn't over the top. Uh, it's a bit of guitar. It's just catchy. Uh, there's things that are in the song, instruments. <laughs> Uh, there's a song that's been written that they play. Man, I don't know. I couldn't tell you. Because you listen to some stuff that's pretty n- non-expected, right? As does everyone. Of course, of course. After a horse. I don't know, maybe this one was just because this was uh, one of the first albums I was enjoying as a young high schooler. Nostalgia, you know. When I was a kid, about this time, I was into the distance, but I never bought the album. I think um, I did watch Rage and video hits a lot, and I did see the video clip to the distance. I did much prefer that to Total Eclipse of the Heart and Here's Johnny. So maybe that's why okay. I looked into Cake a little bit more. And then I realised that there was an alternative scene out there. What about um, what about the Cranberries? Not yeah, zombie, zombie. Not Zombie. I enjoyed um, Zombie. Salvation? 
Salvation also good, dark sounding. Yeah, cool song though, right? Yeah, man. The old days, though, I think even... I never know, like, if you listen to the Triple J one, Hottest 100 from, like, 10 years ago. Which fucking was awesome. on Triple J a week ago. Exactly. Everyone talks about how good all the songs were back then, but were they good or is it nostalgia? Bit of both, man, seriously. Yeah. Oh, by the way, um, Jesse and myself have done a cover of Cake of the Distance, which is yet to see the light of day, but it will one time. Strangely enough, enough, Ash and myself pretty much have the same favourite band ever, I think. Maybe, if I'm not mistaken. Ash is about to play a song, which is of my favourite band ever. That's going to fuck every cunt off. I think people would be shitty about that. If we play the whole intro, but the main song's only about two minutes. Do people hate Tool? Um, my favourite one is Rafe, sometime listener of this podcast, who says, um, it's like if I wanted to hear whale noises, I'd go to the beach or yeah, something like right. that. Because okay. you know there's some of those songs, Tool songs, and he's like, oh, why? Whale noises. If I wanted to hear comedian samples, I'd go on Netflix. Pretty much. But nah, I'm a big fan. And again, Tool Anima for me is the album. Where it, where it Were you figuring out how to pronounce it? Uh, I'd say Enema. Yeah. Well, Enema is anima. like getting your asshole clean. Sounds about right. I guess so. And that's probably what they're going for. Oh, that's a riff, eh? Fuck yeah. Sounds like Decibel Amiga. <laughs> Maybe that's why I like that album so much. Wow, wow. So why do some people love this band and some people hate it? That's a drumming. That is a drumming. Don't know and actually don't care. Because not many people like everything we all like. Is there anything that you don't like about Tool? Like the newer stuff for you into 10,000 Days and all that? One Owen Tommy Thomas got me 10,000 Days for my birthday when it came out. 10,000 Days. Didn't open it. For... I'm not sure if I've so ever listened to it. you weren't excited for the it. new album? The new album? I think I've explained this on a podcast earlier, but this guy, little dickhead, told me that Tool had... Re- Oh, so good. Told me that Tool had released a fake album online. So I listened to oh, it yeah. and was like, and he's like, yeah, and it's just a total joke because all the songs are shit. So I was like, oh, okay, cool. I listened to it. I was like, they sound like songs. Sound yeah, like I guess they are shit. And then the album came out two weeks later and it wasn't a troll. It was a leaked version. So I already thought wow. that it was a joke album. <laughs> and it's just, it was unfortunate because... It's a pretty cool album, but I just, I don't know, man. Remember back in Napster when it was downloaded 
a uh, song Death and Tones it would take Korea. all night to get a song. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, there would be bands that would say their name as Tool or say their name as System of a Down or whatever they would say, but yep. it's not them. And that was their way of exposure. So you heard the stained cover of Sober? Oh, so you shouldn't have mentioned the word stained because I'll probably play a song on the podge. Because Did their you ever hear that dysfunction cover? for me is this shit. I came off, came, came off holidays uh, in year 11 and um, sat next to someone on the bus and they go, how was your holidays? So I was like, yeah, pretty cool. Bought this album called Dysfunction by Stained. <laughs> yeah. yeah, didn't have too That's many probably friends the best after investment that. I've ever made. Still got it. I'll sell used it to, to buy you. singles back when um, CDs were a thing and the new machine head Burning Red would be coming out and they'd have Year of the Dragon wanting to buy a single. Or was that just me? First CD I ever bought was a single. What was it? OMC, how bizarre. <laughs> yeah. I'm so glad that the actual song hasn't kicked in yet. Me too. Yeah, this song, one more, and then we'll go to our own songs that probably no one's heard and if you're still listening you're about to cop some new claim of throne in your ears oh Man, how's I that for a bass nice bass the OPA EP a ripper OPA what the fuck ever <laughs> it's called I don't know I call it opiate 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 yeah whatever sounds good OPA oh have you heard the new opiate EP Again, with the iconic vocals. I think that's what stands out. You hear a song like this, you know who it is. It's Tool. Suffocate what is mine. So Undertow was a bit of a ripper. Dark and heavy. trippy video clips sober and prison sex off this album and the uh, little clay figures which would Ash would totally fucking dig with his animation and claymation all that weird shit but Ash how's your balls very itchy you sound a bit like a girl. Now we've got Sophie here. Ash is taking a phone call. So she, Sophie's in on the party. I do like this song. You like Tool in general? Yeah, in general. What do do you not song? think? Because I know you do like Opeth generally, but you think the vocals are a bit annoying, nasally a bit. What, what's it about that? And how does that compare to Tool? Two-part question. I don't think there's any comparison really between Tool and Opeth. Very different. Yeah, they are different. But they're both dark, you know. Metal fans like both. Yeah. Feels much more uh, angsty. Angsty, you're 
Cool. So, yeah. This scream? No, keep going, Sophie. But this maybe, next um, Maynard scream? Opeth could be a bit planned. Maybe they spend a long time writing. As if Opeth, I mean, as if Phil don't spend a lot of time writing. Oh, that's some angst for you right there. What an album, this one, by the way. Early tool, fuck off. Double kick. Hopefully something with some sort of power metal stream in it. Well, we haven't had any power metal in this show. Which means Thank the Christ. Extended. Thank Christ. I'll show you that power metal can be dark as well. snare sound. Oh, that is melodic black metal at its finest. That Dark Funeral. You're a pretty, pretty decent fan of them. Dark Funeral. Yes. I'm going to say yes. Their drummer kicks asshole. Um, the album Stigmata is really cool. Um, but yeah, I saw them live. Man, that guy is so good at drums. And yeah, it's all blasting and double kick and whatever, but his fills and everything, mint as. Ugh. What about you, Kayla? Do you actually like Dark Funeral? I just pretend to like Dark Funeral so that people in the black metal scene think I'm cool. Yeah, I think you're cool. No, I do like Dark Funeral a lot. I think they stand out amongst um, the black metal scene because of them. Melodic style. They're uh, fast as fuck drumming. Tram picking. Out of control. This riff, one of my favourites ever. Fury Flow. What's your biggest influence on Claim of Throne? Various per album. Um, oh, I'll go with the band Sword Upper. Nothing new, Cabot. Thanks for sharing that with us. Did ask the question, mate. <laughs> but so, Dissection's up there and Out the Gates is up there. So I, I imagine a combo of Dissection and Out the Gates with a weird-ass folk influence in there. And there's probably one more band that will play coming up soon. That sounds like me. 
them wide. Love that drum beat and those melodic guitar riffs and the trim. Would you say you're cursed by any quelled? <laughs> yeah, the cursed of the quelled. See, so, yeah, I would say dissection is one of the reasons that we have acoustic songs in our albums. And Blind Guardian is the other reason. For real? Yeah, and Sudaka is the other reason. They're pretty much dissection, Blind Guardian, crossover. And who would ever mm. think to combine those two fucking bands together? Uh, I don't know, probably some idiot. That was a rhetorical question. Oh, sorry. Sorry, sorry man, nah, I didn't realise. What were you going to say about sorry before? Um, probably that... Under the light of the moon at dusk, it's quite nice at sunset. Yeah. Nothing wrong with a good sky. Uh, do you ever feel productive at a certain time of day? Or because we work nine to five, it's probably after five. It's hard finding productivity in my brain after work. To be honest, I try to. Do you get mentally drained being an office worker? Yes. Indeed, I do. Do you ever try less hard at work so you can be more creative at night? No, but I'm thinking about it. Yep. Um, no, I like because I get the occasional day off on a weekday, and that's when I wake up and I'm oozing and I have the most productive days ever. Yeah! Fuck yeah for Saturday. Lovely. Yeah, yeah. And, and the occasional Saturday, Sunday, if, if I haven't been drinking the night before, I wake up and I'm raring to go. But yeah. Yeah, man, I'm telling you, I have, I've had a hard week at work in terms of concentration, just like ruthlessly having to pay attention and also using my eyes and ears at work, and that makes me feel not creative doing that. So last night, um, I hung out with my friend Kappa, we got oh, Boigers, Boigers and Mash, and um, what else did we have? Nando's. Yeah. We had two meals and a few beers and chatted about some death metal and shit. And it was pretty cool and it made me feel good, but that's what I want to do after a hard day at work. I don't want to sit down and try and like write a song or something like that. So, anyway... Sorry, Cabot, just Google search something. Just when we think that pod is going to be over, we just yeah. keep, like, trumping each other with songs. So, Stu McGill, if you're still listening to this podcast, I was pretty tired yesterday, and yada, 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 I had a great burger today. Yeah, Amos Poglos, if you're still listening, get out of the shower and don't take any more photos while you're in there. You can see your nips and your titties. I um, love this riff, by the way. But Me too. I favorite. saw Amos in the city the other day. Should we hire him but to feed us booze while we podcast? He knows about his whiskey. The one, he's the one with Wisdom Wide. 
I am out of beer. Are you out of beer? Yeah. And we are out of beer, correct? song is dedicated to Cabo. This reminds me of my friend Cabba so much. Bacardi and Coke, This riff? Yeah, anyone who's into black metal or uh, Viking slash folk metal, Forefather is worth checking out. Is there clean vocals in this song? Fuck yeah, there's clean vocals, Cabba. Oh, yeah. Take it away, Cabba. There I am. How's the double kick, too? Programmed. A band that has never played live. I asked them to do drums on their album. They were keen, but then... I wish you could do these podcasts. Dude, for sure. Athelstan alone. All trim, hey. Oh, chords. Chords and trim. Fuck so all this drums, shit. Eh? You should play yeah. real drums for these cunts. Didn't you message him one? I just aeons ago? talked about that one Oh, ago. shit. I missed it. I was getting booze. Let's break it down a bit. Mm-hmm. The song. Oh, that's um, <laughs> that's Wet Angel's lifestyle, like, dissection, string totally. to string. We should really do some narration. We do the manolo. And then the tonic water For was these? spilled onto the gin. Ugh. When the beer was empty, the spirits did arise. <laughs> then Ash did one piss while Cabra remained to discuss the metal that did remain. Ugh. Yeah, these guys, one of the top influences for Climbing Throne. Love that it's a bit of black metal. It's very underground. But it's got the folk shit in there. It's got the clean box. Sounds epic. 
and yeah, we made two dudes. So they obviously spent a lot of time songwriting, which is obvious. They nailed the songwriting aspect of it. No live performances ever. Can you believe it? And I assume they're steep leaving it that way. Yeah, this album, Steadfast, is a fucking ripper. They got a lot of albums. I go Ours is the Kingdom. A good one for me. But chuck them in Google. Smash the real bumps of the albums. See what uh, see what jumps out for you. They do re-release a lot of the albums. I think remastered a few of them. Why bother? You want it to sound grim and dirty and shit. Because that's Sorry. why I like them in the first place. You want me to put on the Weezer song, Why Bother? Oh. I do in the next episode. Well, who are you talking about? In the next episode, not no, these, now. These assholes keep re-releasing albums. They've only just re-released another one the other day. What? So they're re-recording them? No. Oh, yeah. So what? They're out of print, man. Fucking just get over it. Yeah. All right. I'm over it. <laughs> Wasn't under it in the first place. Did this song really go for eight minutes? It would appear so. Oh, no. It, it totally doesn't. doesn't. It doesn't. Next song and last song before Climbing the Thorn take over your fucking eardrums. Thanks, Jim. Cryptopsy. Oh. Actually, this is not Jim's favourite Cryptopsy album. It's mine. He fucking longs for uh, And Then You'll Beg, which me and him have a history of enjoying, where he can... Um, yeah, he can mime every lyric on the entire album and every riff. I can't believe we're discussing Jim's favourite Cryptopsy album on this podcast. This is not for Jim, this is just for me. I think they're... Well, they're my favourite death metal band, Pure Death Metal. Really? And yeah. would you call them Pure Death Metal? Well, I guess so. Bit of grind, maybe. What is your favourite band of all time? Tool. Really? Yeah. Probably mine as well. Not including them, probably like Abigates, I guess. I don't really have a different one to say, I'll be honest. In terms of death metal, I'm not a huge me- like pure death metal dude, but I like Vargo Remains and genres. Necrophagus with like the you know the sweeps and the, the high pitch leads. But Cryptopsy stands out. Fucko. Really? So I'm with you, Necrophagus. Why do you hear the bass solo in this song? Well, get out of town, hey. Yeah, <laughs> it's out of control. But I oh, know generally when it comes to death metal, I prefer I don't know the technical sort of rash sort of shit like your Psychroptics or Anata. Yeah. Well, yeah. man, is that pure death metal? I'm not sure. I mean, not. I love Cannibal Corpse also. Don't get me wrong. Don't get Gallery me wrong. Gallery of Suicide album. Fuck off. Dear Lord. Yeah, I reckon Necrophagus Onset of Putrefaction. Have you had a sip of that drink, by the way? It oh, tastes yeah. like horse shit. Well, I'm about to neck it. Oh, yuck. Not good. Oh. It's the tonic oh. putting off. Whoa. Fucking bang your heads, cunts. Really good. Yeah, Neck Vegas Onset. I can't believe we didn't put a song on, but this isn't the next, first. Next time. This is only the first. Yeah, in in uh, episode 169. Okay. Get back to it. I know we know how to do it. Do it more. Like death metal, yep, I agree. Because I like probably like the Crepe Birth, Neck Vegas, and um, who else did you say that I agreed with? Vital Remains. Yeah. Yeah, but only Decristianize and um, 
What's the goddamn album? I can't even remember it. What's that? Hammer Down the Nails? What's that album? After Decristianized. Can't remember. Who cares? Oh. Those two albums. So that's the sort of death metal I'm into, Socroptic, I agree, but I'm talking earlier Socroptic, Isle of Disenchantment. Is that really ancient? Tell me yeah. about it. Isle of Disenchantment. He's a fucking winner. You would never know it, or you may, but you wouldn't really because of Playing the Throne being such a bunch of um, hoity-toity uh, melodic lovers. influenced by our winter songs, I guess. If you if you're allowed to talk about melodic death metal with death metal, different, different I'd story. Talk about like Soilwork, Chain Heart Machine, and Predator's That'll be Portrait. On next, next episode. I'd also talk about Opeth, um, My Arms, Your Hearse, Still Life, Still Life, and some of Deliverance, and uh, later stuff, just the occasional little bit and bob. Um, yeah, a lot of Swedish stuff. Some in flames, some, um, yeah, weird bands. I don't know. I like my grind as well when it's appropriate. Carcass heartwork. Fuck. Are you going to play this again? Uh, well, I want to. Now, we'll, uh, we'll end it with one of our own songs that no cunt has ever heard before. If you've listened this long, this is your award and congratulations. So you've got the album thanks in for here? Oh, where were you going to find it? Oh, it you've got else? it. Oh, dude. I'm awesome. like, oh, we need to download this album. Which one was it? That one with uh, really? John Ryan on vocals. So if you really want to be turned off by a new album, you've got to hear the song that is the least heavy, but the most heavy at the same time. Hmm. Would you agree? Definitely. What's the story of this song? Well, it was, uh, there is no story to it. However, we wanted... It originated as a Jesse song. Yeah, so it's, so it's keyboard slow based. and it's melodic and it's chilled out and we wanted to contrast that with a brutally death metal-y vocalist, which is John Ryan from Suffering Rot, who came on board. There's no point putting him on some fast, thrashy song. He's already done that. Yeah, Everyone's he's done heard that. that so mm. let's chuck him on something slower and see how it goes. It was a great Basically. vocal session with him. It was oh, the best, was man. He came up, hung out, drank honey. Drank honey. Spat honey. Spat on the ground. <laughs> he put a little mat out that he could spit on during vocal takes, and he will take credit for that. Let of me tell you. He will. Of course he will. And uh, this is it. Yeah. So you wouldn't think when you hear the piano and the leading, but wait for the brutal vocals. I hope you dig it. Don't like it, you fuckheads. And if you do, who cares? Because no one's going to buy our music. See you later.